0: hello everybody and welcome to take the stage opera podcast our most popular episode so far has been about the artist's way with jen townsley we discussed the ability that people have to change the inner dialogue and we decided that we would like to tell about our own journeys in this regard because working on our own minds is probably just as essential as working on our voices Is everyone saying no to your singing career?
1: Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy.
0: Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation.
1: There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat.
0: In Boca Lupo. Happy holidays to everyone. Um, It is so good to be back after a brief Thanksgiving hiatus. And of course, I'm here with my dear friend and now roommate, (laughs) Mariah. More like the
1: basement witch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We stuck her in our like really creepy basement for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Yep,
1: it's a good time. Good time down there.
0: Yeah, we're good with quarantining, so let's just all quarantine together.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, We have a really important topic to continue discussing today that I'm super excited about.
0: Yeah, and just to clarify, of course, as we talk about mental health, neither of us are therapists or life coaches. We just...
1: Thank heavens. (laughs) I would be leading people astray.
0: (laughs) We obviously are not telling you exactly what you should do as we talk in this episode. We're just... You know, kind of talking about our journeys. We just Mm -hmm. want you to feel empowered to go out, get the information that you need, the help that you need to feel successful in your own mind. And that looks different for different people. And Mariah and I have both chosen different paths and we learn from each other as we talk Mm -hmm. about this, but we're going to talk about kind of those different paths today.
1: Right. And we both have so much more to learn too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, I guess, take turns telling a bit about our own paths to learning about our own minds and how to take care of ourselves. Uh, who's going to go first?
0: Should we do rock, paper, scissors? Sure. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper. No, pa- I
1: don't want to go first. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Fine. You're a cheater. Okay. Well, I guess the place that I would start is, um, there's kind of a sentence that, um, I tell myself to, when I work on my mental fortitude, and that is, quote, the story I am telling myself is fill in the blank. Okay. So as I go throughout my day, I tell myself stories. I tell myself whether I'm doing well or not. I tell myself stories about how other people feel about me. Sometimes oh. I tell myself I'm lazy or I'm not enough or that yeah. I can never measure up. And I say that I'm a bad singer because I missed a high note or I imagine horrible things other people say about me and my voice. Yeah. Sometimes I tell myself stories, you know, occasionally (laughs) about how (laughs) great I am or that I'm powerful and I've accomplished so much. So do you ever tell yourself these stories?
1: Oh, uh, the exact same things,
0: actually.
1: (laughs) I think so often about what other others think of me musically speaking and otherwise. Right. Um and it sometimes is so bad that I will be in an audition room and I'll be imagining what the audition panel is saying about me in their head while I am singing. And mm-hmm. that is never helpful. Whether I think that they're like thinking good things, which is rare, but um or if they're th- if I think they're thinking bad things, like it's not helpful because that is taking me away from my music and how I or my character is feeling
0: uh yeah I definitely know that feeling yeah so have you ever noticed Mariah that some of these stories that you tell yourself like they don't really always make sense like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll here's just an example like I'll feel bad for not having done enough in a day but mm-hmm. I look back at my day and I realize like I got up with the kids I got my daughter to school I exercised I practiced I journaled I worked made dinner did dishes but maybe there's like one other thing that I was hoping to accomplish and I didn't and Mm -hmm. so then I tell myself that I'm lazy and I didn't accomplish anything and another day I might do the same amount of work or maybe less and I could feel like I conquered the the day
1: so when you like go back and look at your day and you're like oh I don't feel like I did much when you look back at your day and realize that you did do a lot is that helpful to you to realize that you actually did accomplish quite a few things
0: It is as I continue doing kind of mental work. Okay. Because I think before, like, I might notice and be like, well, I actually did a whole lot today. But then i just be like, but I feel horrible. Right, (laughs) Right, exactly. And I just don't really believe it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of helpful to realize that the stories we tell ourselves are not really based on reality.
1: Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay?
0: So they're based more on how we feel about reality.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And um, so if I tell my myself, that I'm a horrible person, that I'm lazy, even if I've worked hard, I am choosing to believe an untrue story Hmm. and then I feel bad about it. Right. So it it hasn't, not so much to do a lot with my circumstances, but about how I feel about my circumstances. Yeah. So just kind of to break that down a little bit, it's really helpful to decide that you get to choose which thoughts you believe. Mm. and which thoughts serve you and when they serve you, okay? Okay. That doesn't mean that certain thoughts are good or bad inherently, okay. but that you get to practice which thoughts in your head and you get to choose which ones you believe and which ones serve you the best.
1: We've talked about something like this previously. I think when we were talking about finding a mentor, but it was slightly different. Yeah. We talked about like what other people say about you, right? Is that what we were talking about? I think we were. Yeah, and so now I feel like this is a step further and is more difficult to be able to give the weights, give your own thoughts
0: the weight. weight. Exactly. Yeah. That's even harder. Uh, Yeah, so not just what other thoughts, other or other things that people say to you, but what you say Say to to yourself. yourself. Exactly. So that sounds a little bit crazy, but really, if you practice, it's true. You get yeah. to choose if you believe that everyone hates you or that you are loved.
1: Right. You know, it's
0: not really a true thing to say everyone loves me, but
1: sure. to
0: like acknowledge in yourself that you are loved.
1: Yeah, it's
0: true. That someone needs you and someone loves you rather yeah. than like everyone hates me. Mm-hmm. Or you get to choose if you celebrate your hard work or you be bemo- bemoan the fact that you didn't get... As much done as you wanted. Mm, Yeah. And you get to choose to see your growth or to ignore your growth. And just to be clear, like I said, no good or bad thoughts. I'm just giving these as possible examples for you. Okay. Because sometimes I practice thoughts and then I realize that they're not as helpful as I thought. And one thing that could help me might not help you. And that's fine. Yeah. Okay.
1: I actually... Today is a good example of this for me because I got two rejection emails
0: today. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry.
1: And I got the the first one and it was from a company that I really wanted to get into. And I got it and I just was like, shoot, like I've got to figure out, you know, I've got to do something about this. And I kind of had a more positive attitude about it. Okay. And then I got the second rejection email From a company I didn't care as much about, but it like...
0: Crushed you. Crushed me. Right.
1: Because it was two in one day. Um, And I just started started thinking like, like maybe I shouldn't be doing... Like, what am I doing if I can't get auditions anywhere? Which isn't true. Like, I get auditions. Yeah. But just two in, you know, one day. And I feel like this 2020 audition season has been really difficult for a lot of people because... Companies are not giving out as many auditions because right.
0: there's not as much work can't. to be had. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Okay,
0: there's some good things to unpack in there. Yeah, if from my perspective. <laughs> so, um, I was gonna—I'll tell my story. Okay, I'm kind of talk about how the, there's a lot of similarities. So, let's say I leave a concert feeling mm-hmm. like I did a horrible job. So, after I leave the concert, I listen to the recording. And I might notice a few small glitches, but more likely than not, I didn't really do a horrible job. Yeah. You know, as long as I was prepared, I probably mostly did a great job. Mm -hmm. And I might have actually done a horrible job, forgotten all my words if I wasn't prepared. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that you did less than you would have liked to and figuring out how to improve. Like ignoring what happened is not... You know, like putting in right. a positive thought and being like, actually, I was great. Right. It's not really helpful. That's not productive. So I like how you said you had that audition that you didn't get and you felt like you could look at it and be like, what, am, what do I need to do? Yeah. That's, you know, for most people, that's a healthy, positive thought yeah. of like, I'm accepting the fact that I didn't get it. Now, what can I do?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Moving forward. Right. And then... You know, just continuing to practice that work. So even mm-hmm. if you get 60 rejections, mm-hmm. you can, in your mind, be yeah. in a healthier place. Yeah. So, yeah. So if we continue on thinking about, like, a concert, if there's a glitch here or there, but you mostly do well, then for me, beating myself up doesn't help. Mm. Like, if I tell myself I'm yeah. horrible. Um I do much better if I acknowledge the positive in this situation and also acknowledge that I have room to grow. So kind of right. both sides. Yeah, And I celebrate victories, take responsibility for my shortcomings, and this is, you know, kind of how I feel is best for me to deal with failure. And I had this exact situation two nights ago when we did our concert, our Sacred Classics concert, and... Um, I sang two songs in a row, which this is my own fault because I made the program. (laughs) (laughs) But I put these two songs in a row. I kind of wanted to challenge myself because I felt like for my stamina and where I I wanted to, you know, work on that. Okay. So, but near the end of my second song, my voice started feeling tired and I like started freaking out. I I stumbled on a word and then a few more words and like I just got tongue tied and... My voice progressively was kind of squeezing into oblivion. <laughs> and I sang this kind of higher note, and I didn't even get up to the note. Like, um, I just, what? just was so flat on it. Like, laughably flat. Like, I came home and showed Hana, and we just laughed.
1: Was I? I am clearly very
0: oblivious to things. Well, you might have been that. changing during this part. <laughs>
1: Okay, call me out I'll on have,
0: that. I'll <laughs> have to show you the recording. You'll okay, hear it. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, like, I start sweating up on the stage, and all of a sudden I'm like, everyone's looking yeah. at me, and they're all thinking that I'm an idiot. and Yeah. You know, anyway, but...
1: I've done that, too, by the way. Been laughably flat on a very high note. <laughs> so it is okay. It happens. It happened at the Met Regional Finals. Woo! So a huge audience <laughs> and my D in the Chardosh was the C sharp yeah so it's really great
0: mm, hence the Chardosh is not on the list anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have not sung it anywhere since then and Angela is always like why and I am I won't tell her <laughs>
0: so i just kind of felt like everything was crashing down and i went to sit back down in my seat and you came and sat right by me after you'd finished oh. changing and you were like good job and i was like "Hmm." <laughs> and but like i still you had, had
1: done a good job though
0: you know what that's the thing for the most part i did yeah yeah you know the first aria i killed it yeah I felt so good. I felt like I accomplished my goals. And the second aria, for the most part, I killed it. Like I sang a few Mm -hmm. words wrong and then one note flat. But it's, you know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. But I I sat down and I just felt horrible. And my brain, I'm just like, everyone thinks I'm an idiot.
1: Oh, that is not what we were all thinking, just (laughs) so you know.
0: But that's what you tell yourself.
1: Right, yeah.
0: And I I can think of the individual people who were there. And of course, Mm -hmm. there's nobody there because... It's only the performers.
1: Yeah, we were virtual.
0: And so I'm like, they're all, they just all see right through me. I'm a fraud. So I had to sit down because I was singing two more Messiah arias in the second Mm -hmm. half. I had to sit down, do some breath work, do some mental work. And all of this stuff that I'm talking about, I've been learning from um, life coaches. Okay. So that's kind of been my journey. I didn't mention that earlier, but I've been loving life coaches.
1: I love that because a lot of people think that... At least the people I talk to think that life coaches are kind of like...
0: Hokey. Hokey. And I used to think that too.
1: Yeah, which I think is crazy. I think life coaches are great.
0: It's like... It's been so transformative for me. Along with my artist's way work, this has been. Anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm going through my mind, going through my feelings, analyzing what I feel. And I think to myself, the story that I'm telling myself is that I look like an idiot... Everyone knows that I screwed up. Mm-hmm. My voice sounded horrible and you know I'm just getting preoccupied. So my mental work is you know doing some affirmations. And so I wrote down some of affirmations that I remember kind of working through. Okay. I deserve to be heard. I deserve a chance to grow. Mm-hmm. I deserve a chance to make mistakes that teach me.
1: Amen. <laughs>
0: I'm allowed to sing poorly as I grow. Yeah. I'm singing in this concert so that I can find my weakness.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I'm singing in this concert so that I can do better next time. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to stretch myself. Mm -hmm. I do not owe anyone perfection. Not even me.
1: That's a good one.
0: You know, and I just had, and maybe even a million other thoughts, but I decided to take some breathing time work through some affirmations mm-hmm. and repeat them over and over as I calmed down, felt my shoulders yeah. relax, and realized that it was fine.
1: Yeah, and then you killed your Messiah Arias. I did. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't have the stress of the mistakes you would made I in the first felt half of the concert. So
0: free in the second half of the concert. I felt powerful. Yeah. But I also felt humble, you know, like kind of grateful for the experience to be there to find my weakness but to also show my strengths yes and so like I came out of the concert with more confidence and feeling stronger
1: this is why I think affirmations are important because they're not just to like help you feel better but they're to help you get rid of the things that will sabotage your own performances
0: yes and I love how you say it's not about feeling better because sometimes you just feel bad Yeah. Like if we're being really honest, 50% of life feels bad. Sure. I mean, that's not a scientific fact, but you know, somewhere around 50% is going to be a bad emotion of some sort or another. And just realizing that, but being, learning how to cope in your mind
1: Yeah.
0: and not cope, but learning how to thrive in your mind, how to not just be happy, but recognize your feelings Tell yourself a different story and thrive.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling kind of sad about the two rejection emails I got today. As and you was, should. I was feeling like really bad about myself for a while. But then I was like, but I have overcome a lot in the past two months. Like, because I've just been so sick with my throat and singing that I just took a moment to be proud of all the work that I've done in the past two months. Mm-hmm. Despite like how bad I thought my audition was videos and things like that were right. And just have kind of taken a moment to be grateful for the things that I have done and learned. Um, and I mean, I am still sad about, and
0: and taking time to feel sad and follow those feelings and say like, I feel kind of injured by this and that's okay. And like, it's okay for me to take time to heal. Mm -hmm. That reminds Mm -hmm. me of something that my wife often tells me, um, that, when we suffer from something, it's because we're telling ourselves that we can't feel pain. So, like, you oh. you feel sadness or you feel pain or you feel sorrow or whatever. And you tell yourself, I can't be feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling this. Like, this is a bad emotion or it's a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. But kind of leaning in and allowing yourself to feel sad and recognize what's happening and that there's no bad emotion
1: Yeah, that makes sense because the reason I feel, like, injured by this or, like, suffering um, is because I feel like I shouldn't have been not good enough to not get this audition. Right. I know that's a lot of double (laughs) negative, but, like, I should have been good enough to get those auditions, and so I'm not allowing myself to just feel this pain. Instead, I feel like I'm really suffering because I didn't live up to my own standards
0: right so kind of learning how to go through those emotions i think is is another concept that i've learned from working with coaches
1: um so how do you teach yourself to believe this new story especially in a situation where you feel vulnerable or damaged emotionally
0: well for me it it comes back to practicing yeah. just like singing
1: yep
0: right i know it's boring but it's true yeah <laughs> My morning pages have, were kind of like my starting point. Yeah, I, I would write and kind of do this free flow of thoughts like we've talked about. And then yeah. I would end up discovering stories that I'm telling myself.
1: Oh, interesting. And then I'm
0: able to analyze how useful the stories are or mm-hmm. aren't.
1: Because
0: sometimes we inhibit so many of our thoughts or our stories that we're telling yeah. ourselves, we almost don't even allow ourselves to consciously really... Oh. think it yeah. and so sometimes just getting it out on a page and not judging it and then yeah. looking at it and saying is this story true is yeah. it helpful is it serving me right and then I end the the morning pages by writing all these affirmations and the more I do that the more you know I start believing them Okay. So then throughout the day, it starts to creep into the way I think, the way I'll slow down if I, you know, I feel frustrated or I feel sad or whatever and taking moments to allow those feelings but work on the stories that I'm telling myself, you know, it just, and then I'll kind of fail, quote unquote fail, you can't really fail, but you know, like I'll have a moment where I give up and I just don't really do the work and that's okay because I just keep practicing it and as I've only been doing this a couple months. Yeah, but it's a been long like time, though. turnaround, complete people, turnaround.
1: If you do things daily, people don't realize how long or how long it doesn't take to right to
0: uh, notice things. differences. Yeah, and it's not like I'm the exact person that I want to be before right. I die yet. Yeah, but I'm heading in a trajectory that's mm-hmm. so different, like yeah. the one percent rule we talked about with habits.
1: So this actually makes me think. A little bit about when I first started therapy and when I first started I had to learn about how to treat my inner self and it can be really hard to quote unquote believe in yourself or believe these things that you're telling yourself right Um, especially when you're like me and you have an inner dialogue that is just really terrible and mean right yeah and I mean I tell myself that I'm not worth a lot of things for this and that reason but i also make up what i think other people are saying about me and say that to my inner self too.
0: <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> Why? We are
1: the worst to ourselves. Um and something that my therapist taught me and he did it kind of like inadvertently. He didn't actually like say this is what you need to do, but it's what i figured out for myself. Um is he taught me that i um that my conscious self So who I think I am on the outside and my subconscious self or my inner self are actually two separate different entities. Okay. Um, And so your inner self is not necessarily the same as who you think you are. And I've learned to be able to like sit and talk with my inner self as a person who is very different from who my conscious waking self is. So instead of trying to believe all of these things about myself, it makes, me, it makes it easier for me to say these affirmations to my inner self, who is a different entity <sighs> than me. Because so you're like nicer to, to someone. Exactly. Or,
0: you know, wow.
1: Exactly. And what is powerful in this for me is that when my inner self understands that she has worth, then my conscious self understands intuitively that same thing. Because your inner self really controls what your outer self does. Does that make sense?
0: Wow. I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're crazy. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I get. I think I understand how like the inner self would be intuitive enough to believe the affirmations that you're telling. Well,
1: not at first. Okay. I had to build a relationship with her. Right. But what I'm saying is once she understands that she has worth and once she feels like she is being noticed and taken care of then my outer self all like completely understands that too
0: because she controls
1: my outer self
0: wow okay so tell me what that looks like for your daily practice or
1: well it's not a daily practice because i'm really terrible
0: at it. Well, what whatever your practice is.
1: Um so when I'm having a hard Don't time Don't be terrible to yourself. I know. Or, yeah. I I am though. <laughs> and I'm terrible to my inner self, which is even worse. Um So like today when I got this two rejection emails, I kind of like sat down and like <sighs> just tried to like really think about her and I'm a very visual person so I always like close my eyes and like kind of visualize her okay and she looks just exactly like me but she's not me kind of but she is you know right very confusing but um and I just kind of like apologized to her for not talking to her in a while and like giving her the affirmations that she needs and just told her that um that she was like like worth all of these things and that she is doing a great job and that you know all of the things that I would really like to be told by someone else I told myself which is really really powerful I could see that and then sometimes not always she can also in turn speak back to me this is very hokey I know
0: no 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 no
1: I mean as I'm saying this like it sounds very weird (laughs) But she, like, can also speak back to me and say those same affirmations to me or sometimes different affirmations. And then I believe them, too.
0: If That's the thing. If people, like, look at this and think it's hokey.
1: You don't have to do it.
0: It You don't have to do it because there's something else that you can do. Sure. But what you need to do is do something. Yeah. You need to do something for your mind. Yeah.
1: But this was really very helpful for me because I never understood like personal affirmations because I didn't believe them. Period. And it was because I wasn't like like my inner soul wasn't believing them. So it was really very helpful when I made a connection and a relationship with myself.
0: (laughs) I think it's beautiful.
1: I think it is too. And it's changed a lot about how I operate as a human being. But it just, even, it's been like a year and a half, almost two years actually, since I started therapy. And it still is so weird to me that I am able to have this relationship with myself. Right. So.
0: Well, maybe it is hokey. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Can I also just take a moment and say that your eyeshadow looks great? (laughs)
1: Thank you. Your son picked out the
0: colors. Yeah, my three-year-old son. <laughs> he picked out some dramatic colors.
1: He picked out the lightest color in the palette, and I was like, great, off to a great start. And then his second choice was black. <laughs> and then his third choice was brown. And I was like, oh, great.
0: <laughs> We're going for some drama today. Yeah. <laughs>
1: drama mean. Drama man. Yes,
0: yeah, so I'm sorry to break up this nice conversation, but... <laughs> Like, really, I guess what we would stress is that the journey is so personal and different for everyone. And the way that I realized that, I mean, I didn't even really think about mental health really growing up. Yeah. Which is, in a way, is sad because being a teenager and not understanding yourself at all, you know, it's kind of sad. But as an adult and then getting married, um, I've been married for eight years.
1: Dang, that's a long time. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and being married to my wife, I learned that our inner voices are different for different people.
1: Sure. Yeah. So
0: like my wife, I think, and maybe more women struggle with this. I don't know. Maybe men do too, but I feel like my wife and a lot of women have very cruel inner dialogues. Mm, Yeah. The stories that my wife tells herself are much more cruel to herself Hmm. than generally the stories that I tell myself. Of course I have moments. Yeah. But um, we, you know, we have totally different journeys, even the two of us. Yeah. And different things that we work on and different things that are important to us. But, you know, it's. I think it's just important that no matter what, we get to decide how we act. We get to decide how we Yeah. R- how we think about our circumstances yeah, and we get to, you know, allow ourselves to feel and all of that. It's great.
1: Exactly. Um, so Evan, we wanted to take some time and ask each other the same question that we ask all of our guests, which is what is that one weakness that people tell you that you need to overcome or, um, that we're going to have to deal with and change about ourselves in order to achieve our goals? So,
0: first of all, I have to say that thinking about this made me feel kind of bad about asking this to everyone else. It's rough. It is. It, it's kind of hard, but I've but been it, so grateful for other people who've opened up. Me too.
1: And I also think it's a little empowering because a lot of people have, you know, thought about what issue or what things people have told them to do and realized that they've been successful despite right this issue. Like I always think about when we talked to Jill Grove in our first episode and I asked her, she talked about how like people told her to lose weight and be more feminine. And I asked her, do you feel like your career would have been more successful? Had you changed all these things about ourselves? And she said, maybe, but I didn't really want to. And that's exactly (laughs) like what I wanted people to hear that she has this wildly successful career, And didn't change a damn thing. Right. You know, which is amazing. You don't have to change in order to be successful.
0: Oh, I just love it. Yes. So I guess I'll go first again. Sure. (laughs) No, you go first. (laughs) I went first last time. Okay.
1: Okay. (laughs) So I thought about this and... When I was starting all the way back in high school, I told people I wanted to be an opera singer and people kind of like looked at me like, you're not going to be successful in that. And it started, I was on a choir trip with my high school directors and they, I was a senior and they asked me what I was going to study in college and I said vocal performance and they both looked at me and they were like, well... Unless you get a master's in it, you're not going to be... You can't do anything with an undergrad in vocal performance, which is true. But they kind of looked at me like I wasn't going to go through with school and that I was just going to be, you know... Oh, so it was kind of like personal to you. Yeah. And I, they just were like, I think you should instead be a choir teacher. And I just was like, hmm, I don't really want to be that. But... That's why I got my undergraduate degree in education is because I was afraid. You felt
0: like that's what you were supposed to do.
1: (laughs) That's what I was supposed to do. I also felt like it was like a safe fallback and I don't regret having a degree in education and I don't regret the time that I spent teaching either, but I definitely didn't necessarily need to do that. And... What's been well, not anymore really, but what was really hard is throughout my entire undergrad and for several years after my undergrad, um people didn't take me seriously because my degree was in education. I would like go and work with people and they would become frustrated with me if I couldn't do something immediately as a twenty-two year old opera singer, you know, whose technique is still not solid they would become really frustrated and just kind of drop me. I had this one lady who I was taking consistent lessons with her every week and she at her own house, and she started just, like, not showing up or, like, not answering the door. And I just was like, what the heck? And I realized that, like, a couple of years later when I was doing, like, really, really successful things, she came up to me and she was like, wow, you've just grown so much since... We were working together, and I can't believe you've done it even though you were a teacher and I just that was so offensive <laughs> to me because I didn't even want to be a teacher. I just was kind of there for the money, and
0: isn't that funny how we kind of label each other without even knowing,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's and i I still to this day, my resume does not say bachelor of music education. It just says bachelor of music because I don't want people looking at my resume and thinking I'm not capable of doing these things. Or that you're not serious about it. Or that I'm not serious. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a friend who's fabulous voice, incredible Verdi baritone.
0: Me, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: And his resume, he taught high school for 10 years. Wow. And he all the time gets rejections even though he doesn't want to teach. All he wants to do is perform. And I just think there's this really like very successful, very famous opera singer um, kind of like of the last generation and I can't remember his name right now. We'll put it in the in the, the podcast notes. Um whose undergrad was in education and he I was listening to him give a master class once and he was talking about all of the things he had to overcome with his degree in education and he said that he was in a meeting once once he was already famous with people discussing this one singer who had been a teacher and they were just like like ragging on them and saying that like they aren't as good as these other people because simply because of their degree in education. (laughs) And this guy just stood up and was like, I want you all to remember what my undergraduate degree was in. And the whole room was just like silent. And I just was like, thank you. And yeah, I just, it, it really pissed me off for a long time that I just had so many doors shut in my face because of my undergrad in education When I was, I've been very serious about being an opera singer since I was 15. Right. I've never wanted anything else. (laughs) So.
0: That's amazing. And overcoming it and finding ways to, like, brand yourself.
1: Yeah, right. If needed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the sweetest revenge was that woman coming up to me and being like, You've grown so much, and I think Uh, you... You
0: little public school teacher. Yeah.
1: I just was like, yeah, no thanks to you.
0: (laughs) Booyah. Mm -hmm. Yes. so for me, um, I think that... Well, there's kind of two things. The biggest thing so far has been my technique. Mm -hmm. And, like, I, I would sing for people, coaches, and... You know, I was already... Doing some professional singing, traveling around doing a little bit. But every time I'd sing for people, they'd say, oh, well, you're you're too young to have a wobbly vibrato. Mm. And so then I'd say, so what do I do to fix it? Yeah. And, like, nobody knew what to do. Right. And I I just kind of passed around. You know, I'd work with a teacher for several months, up to a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And... If anything, it would just keep getting worse, but I just like you know I got to the point where I was like, "I'm already done, and my career right. just like is Ugh. just started, and okay. i'm it's right. done, and feeling so frustrated, and I remember you know just thinking, I'll never know what it's like to sing a note and just have like a nice even vibrato throughout it,
1: yeah. Yeah, you were telling me about that yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, and I couldn't believe it because you sound great.
0: Well, thank you. I I decided that I would do everything I could to find a teacher that could help Mm. me, and I got recommended a teacher.
1: And and things have gotten better, you you
0: know. And I've taken, you know, I've had to be very patient, and I'm not perfect, but I don't wobble anymore.
1: No, you don't.
0: (laughs) And it feels so good to stand on a stage and do it and be like, I took control of this one aspect yeah. of my singing by finding, not that I could do it by myself, but I had to find a teacher. Right. And that's what I did. Right. And then the other thing that this hasn't really affected me so much yet, but people keep warning me about how it will affect me. And that's that I have a family, uh, you know,
1: everyone I know who has a family gets warned that.
0: And I, I, I always feel like I have to justify myself and say, like, oh, well, I kind of came to opera later and I already had kids or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of true, mm-hmm. but I'm devoted to my kids.
1: Right. Yeah. And you are.
0: I'm here on this earth to be a singer and to be a dad. Yeah. And to like be a husband and to spend time with my family. And maybe I shouldn't say all of this because it's going to end my career. Because, you know, <laughs> because he'll know you're a father. Everyone, but you know what I mean. And it's just, again, kind of like with that education thing. It's, it's scary to me to think that people think I couldn't possibly be serious because I already have birthed right. children.
1: <laughs> I mean, you haven't personally.
0: <laughs> True. <laughs> Very true. Which then that would you know, it'd be over. It'd be over. No.
1: Um, yeah, I think that I have a, I had a student last semester who came up to me, beautiful voice. And I was like, you really should study opera because very seriously, because you have a great voice. And she said, I would really love to, but I'm a, af- I'm afraid I can't because I want a family. And I was like, Go follow Rachel Willis Sorensen and Aaron Morley on Instagram yeah. right now.
0: And so many other people. Yes. Right?
1: Yes. So many other people. And I think that what it really comes down to is if your partner supports you. Mm-hmm. Because if your partner supports you, you...
0: You can do anything. You can do anything. Yeah.
1: it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You guys, you'll work it out.
0: Well... Thank you so much, Mariah, for having this conversation. Yeah, thank you. It's not always easy. No. But,
1: but I'm glad we had it.
0: I think people want to, you know, have a better inner dialogue. Yeah. They want to be freer.
1: I, I want other people to have a better inner dialogue.
0: Yeah, wouldn't this be a nicer world if we were all nicer yeah. to ourselves? <laughs> yes. Because if you're not
1: nice to yourself, it can be really hard to be nice to other people too. Because I know that when I'm not being nice to myself, I have a really hard time, like, complimenting sincerely other people because I just wish that I could be like them. (laughs) Like the jealousy monster comes out. Right. You
0: know? So friends out there listening, please do some research. Find out how you can work on your own mind. Because your body and your mind, they're yours alone. And you alone are capable of using them to accomplish your goals.
1: Take care of yourselves. Get the help that you need. And
0: write those morning pages, (laughs) people.
1: Yes, I need to get on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And most important of all, keep singing. So take the stage because the world needs your art. So with that, In Boca Lupo.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast.
1: We love hearing from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material.